What is up, Pats pals and Foxborough friends the world over, your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens, and of course, joining me as always to the side, but he's a primary player, it's Andy Jumbohart, and this is the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, a Patriot-centric podcast brought to you by your friends at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. On today's episode, we'll be talking Otas once again as Jumbo is fresh from the practice field where he observed the Patriots doing their pretend thing in advance of minicamp, of course, which opens up on Monday. We'll discuss the maccuracy of Jones, number 10. Marte Mapu is on the loose. Christian Gonzalez's hype train is getting out of control. Plus a special focus on special teams. Kendrick Bourne flexing on him. We'll have some uh, talk later in the rumor mill of D-Hop making his way to town next week. Dalvin cooking it up down in Miami. And, of course, your questions. Jumbo, here we go. Uh, let's uh, let's acknowledge some people in the live stream. Hello, everybody. This, of course, is coming to you live on the Fitzy GFY socials, but you're probably listening later on on the Six Rings in Football Things podcast feed. Let's go 30,000-foot view as we like to at the top of the program. What were your general thoughts and takeaways uh, uh, out there today on the practice fields at Galette? So, first of all, it was another, uh, as Bill Belichick might call it, tempoed down OTA session. Um, oh, again, again, with the yeah. whole like I ate before I came to brunch, I'll just probably have a soda. Thanks. Yeah. And I knew it was coming when they shortened the window. They cut some off the front end, they cut some off the back end. And anytime they shorten practices, it generally means walk through and we saw a good chunk of walkthrough speed. Um, still key players absent. Still, um, you're still in need of a wide receiver body, in my opinion, which we can maybe talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. Because no, for the, you still know Juju Smith-Schuster, who recall that earlier in the week, Bill Belichick said he was here. And I think he meant here in Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, whatever, but we have not seen him on the field. Are you sure he doesn't mean here as I point to my heart or here as in he's because he did he did construct some pretty sweet TikToks at the White House earlier this week. Yes, he did. He was there. But a day later, Bill said he was here in Foxborough. So I'm going to take Bill at his word. I don't question Mm. Bill's word. I I trust the man to the end of the earth. Um. I'm starting to wonder if Juju's dealing with a little something, a little banged up, a little not quite ready to go. I mean, obviously we saw him at the White House, so he's not dead. He's not on crutches. He's not anything of that nature, but maybe there's a little something um, he's dealing with. Another thing that's a bit alarming, also not out there at the wide receiver position, mm-hmm. a guy who popped in the first OTA that everybody was writing about. One guy who made plays against air because he beat Miles Bryant, uh, Tyquan Thornton. Where, 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 hey, where you been? Where, where is where is young Taquan Thornton? I'm not I'm very curious about this because he there's no reason for him not to be there unless there's been a mild tweak or aggravation mm-hmm. of something. His wrist, uh, uh, the the two tiny wrists, could be. He's got two uh, of them. One could be banged up. <laughs> He does, like the rest of the Patriots, begin mini camps on Monday. But why wouldn't he be out there, like clearly establishing himself, or before any other possible receiver either pops from the back end of the draft or comes to town and signs a free agent deal? Why wouldn't he be out there establishing himself and impressing people, turning heads? My guess is he's dealing with something, and I know you're big on this. You think he is uh, Italian? That he is fragile? I think he is frame. slight. I do think a um, strong gusto win <laughs> could topple his route. Along those lines, so you had Bourne out there, you had Parker, but I'm not sure Parker's fully good to go either. He seemed to spend early in practice, he was kind of with the 
top group with Bourne and Mac Jones. Caught a nice crossing pattern at one point. Caught a couple balls down the field. And then was spending a lot of time with a ball boy slash trainer type, really kind of at a distance from the whole group of the rest of the team. So wouldn't be surprised if Parker is dealing with a little something. And it just, I think we, we talked about this last episode of the Six Rings mm-hmm. podcast. They don't have enough bodies at wide receiver. Like, you know who stands out at wide receiver? If we're being the most consistent standout wide receiver in the first three OTAs, you know who that would be? I'll give you a free can of Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar if you guess. The most consistent receiver to standing date. Out. Just standing out. No, you're like, huh, I see him a lot. He's out there a lot. They're throwing to him a lot. Demario Douglas. No. Damn it, I wanted that soda too. I am going to drink this soda now because the name is Raleigh Webb. And that is bad. <laughs> and you ain't getting no Coke. Uh... Raleigh Webb, like I he's mean, always out there, always around. I don't think he's any good. He's gonna be the new. Uh, he's gonna be the new. You know, freaking who was that one? Brian something or other in like twenty. Every year we fall. He's gonna be like Trey Nixon. And you know who I'm talking about? Made the yeah. Raleigh. He was ja- absolutely jacked. Made yeah, the Raleigh. Whoa, Raleigh Webb's got no shot to make the roster. I want to okay. just make that clear. He's okay. he's out there a lot. I see him a lot. He's doing things a lot. The guy's not good. The guy's not going to make a roster. He's at best a special teamer. But my point is, if I'm noticing Raleigh Webb, that's bad. Brian, ah, there we go. Hey, uh, watching live Brian on Facebook Tim. right now, there Buddy Andrade. Thank you very much, Buddy. Brian Timms. That's right. I think Tim's he actually time. even caught. I think he even caught. Uh, you can buy now. You can also they they sponsor a lot of podcasts. You can get Timms for yes. like different uh, man parts that you need to have adjusted and whatever else. Timms, if I'm not mistaken, ah, shut up. We're just having fun. It's Friday. Uh, I got to get in the mood anyway. I'm hosting a six-year-old's birthday party later on. And it's also my kid. Uh, I think if what? I'm not mistaken, it would be weird if I was hosting a random six-year-old's party. And getting in the mood. That would concern <laughs> me. I'd be making phone calls. All right. That's the final Six Rings and Corey Things podcast right here. Uh, uh, oh, look at that. It's uh, MSNBC showing up at the door. Uh, I think Tim's actually caught a touchdown pass, like one against Buffalo. He had like a quick hot minute type of thing. Um, but anyway, look. The, right now, the Patriots have you got your stack of six rounders, undrafted free agent guys, and more. And then uh, you've Booty got all wasn't the out there. You don't have your stack. Oh, Booty wasn't God. out there. What is everyone doing? Is everyone just like w- waiting? Is everyone just like waiting until mini camp? Like this could be a moot point because by the time we finish, people listen over the weekend. They start getting concerned. Like we don't have receivers. Hearts right. Oh no! Hit the panic button, Bob LaBelle. They all might be saving themselves for when the moment counts a bit more. Come actual mini camp. You Monday. think Booty is saving himself? No, not him. I'm talking about the vets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, No, no. no. Demario, Demario, Doug. No, he shouldn't. The, no, no, no. The only person who you could argue saves himself or anything like that is Juju Smith-Schuster. Dude is an NFL wide receiver. Everybody else should be treating this like they could be cut at any time because they're <laughs> a bunch of guys. They do None of these guys should be saving themselves for anything. Women. Andy, we got a lot of questions coming in fast and furious right now. Watching live on the YouTube, we got Showland 1999. I feel like I may have dropped a couple of quarters in a machine there once. Uh, Showland 1999 says we sure do seem to have a lot of wide receiver number fours. Yes, that is that is not an accurate statement. We'll get to D Hop coming uh, potentially coming to town later on. He visits Tennessee first over the weekend. Adam on uh, YouTube Live says, "Is our fourth round kicker out there? You know, doing stuff." Yes, crushing the football. Do, uh, and also, R- Ryland? There, uh, Ryland's killing the ball. Uh, he's the kicker. Uh, Nick Folk was also out there, which I thought was interesting. Not only that Nick Folk was on the field, we hadn't really seen him, 
but he was doing kickoffs. They were doing kickoffs for the special team segment of practice. And usually they use a jugs machine or maybe have Ryland, the young leg do it. But Nick Folk did some kickoffs. They both did field goals late. Um, Ryland's got a leg. He has. Does he really? And especially in comparison to Nick Folk, whose kickoffs were not impressive. Nope. So don't tell me he got worn down last December because he should be fresh as Tom Brady's lettuce in mid-June, and he still doesn't have a strong leg on kickoffs. And he didn't really look good like he was hitting the ball well on field goals. So early overreaction is uh, Ryland's your kicker. I, see, I think it's going to happen, too. And like I, we said on a previous see, episode. Folk's been good. We're just going to kick him. No, it's not. We're not do. just kicking just him, kick to, him the to the curb. We gave him a three-year victory lap run. He made cool. millions of dollars. He became a local legend. He will never buy a beer or non-alcoholic beer, depending on his preference, if he ever runs into me or many other Pats fans as well. His his money is no good on my dime, sir. New people, just kick him to see. the curb. Here we go. See, new they, oh, see, look, they're showing up right now, watching live, engaging with us, liking, reviewing, sharing, subscribing at Six Rings Pod. And here you are, you peopling them, already driving them away in droves. Only ten minutes into the pod, look, no, we all knew if they're going to like, if they're going to spend a fourth round draft pick on a kicker. We know that likely means the end of big kick next days in Foxborough because as we previously discussed, and I think this was a sneaky, huge need and a deficiency on last year's team. Once the Pilardi party started, Jake Bailey and his squatting accident led him to the, I led him to the IR, not the IL. Then basically you had folk Vizcaino sucked out loud. So you had folk on kickoffs. You lost about 12 yards per average on kickoffs because Bailey had a boomstick and Nick folk did not. And also last year, he couldn't hit a field goal from 50 yards or longer. Well, I mean, he is these, what he is. These are just hard truths. I love the man. You, I mean, you people were ready to replace him with Quinn Nordine. Oh, so let's we not were not. That. We just you wanted were. to. Uh... You were. Y'all were. Y'all were. No, no, no. Hey, now just, be, better. just just because I I can sing the, the lyrics to the mighty Quinn doesn't mean I was ready to put Iron Leg in there in place of Big Kick Nick. Speaking of which, a little thing came across my radar um, that I, I need to do a little more what, looking into. Was it a glowing ship in Las Vegas with two eight-foot-tall humans in your backyard? Because I heard about that last night. No, this is okay. more on my Patriots radar at Gillette Stadium. Um, and you brought up Jake Bailey's squatting incident um, mm -hmm. and how that kind of paved his way out of town and all of that. Uh, from what I've been told, because I've seen some different things occurring on the practice fields. For example, the other day they did a big uh, circle where they all sat down and like did a cool down stretch while Bill walked oh, okay. around and talked. And yeah, don't Good. don't be like yeah. that. Um, okay. it, it reminded me of a youth practice or something you might see on a youth field where coach is talking, but we're all going to be stretching our groins and doing some other stretches in a big circle. And I've been told there is a new member of the football staff who uh, mm. is bringing some uh, new age beliefs in terms of warming up, cooling down, stretching, different things that uh, Bill Belichick is on board with. Is very much he very much has the the ear mm. of the head coach. So you're going All to right. see um, a new addition to I guess that would be considered the strength and conditioning staff with that group. Mm -hmm. um, but I wonder if there's any uh, anything related to ooh heavy squats was sort of a hot button topic last year because of your punter who no longer is your punter and everything that went down there. Um, or maybe it's just Bill Belichick is always open to new science, new theories, new philosophies. It's very important to have our team healthy yeah. and on the field and all of that. Just time. as long as Guerrero's not involved, then he may be into right. more stre stretching science and new well, age pliable techniques. It just can't be. It just can't involve having the a 
a borderline convicted weirdo on the sidelines, right. you know, touching people and so, you know, making things. Bill may not have hated Awkward. the ideas of Alex Guerrero, new age mm. science, or even new age mixed with ancient. Cause some of Guerrero's is, is dates back to Chinese and kind of ages ago, but now he's got his own guru or guy on staff. So mm -hmm. just something to keep an eye out for. And I will be monitoring whether they are, and it may be a coincidence, may not, whether they're healthier, mm -hmm. not healthier as they go through training camp, whether they go through September, October, are injuries an issue, more an issue, less an issue. So they have a new guy in that area. But um, let me guess, it's probably somebody from TB12 because part of Tom Brady's deal with Kraft Sports Entertainment is likely that he's going to get all of his overpriced underwear and golf shirts in the pro shop. And then now there's going to be a concentration of having like a TB12 employee on staff. And then they'll make sure that there's greater integration. Or am I just reaching? I think you're reaching. I think I'm probably reaching as well. That's okay. This is a friend of a friend through Bill Belichick. He generally stays within his circle of trust. Oh, Scott Gunnarsson watching live on Facebook. Now I have a true kinship with Fitzy. Tom Brady has left my team too. Ah, uh, Scott, we know what it's like to have been left at the altar with the goat. Each of us, each of us with a ring and collectible memorabilia that he helped deliver in the process. He's had an, by the way, real quick before. Yeah. Uh, shirt. Wow. Well, we got shirts, hats, and whatever else. I'm wearing my uh, signed Rodney Harrison jersey right now, which I, I just felt like was an appropriate jersey to wear today. It feels Why good. would you wear a signed jersey? Shouldn't you be hanging that up? Dude's a borderline eh. Hall of Famer. Eh, this, wash it too? Well, it'll, it'll, probably get, it'll probably get hung at some point. No, I don't wash it. Um, Tom Brady's had an interesting week. He was part of that Fanatics video, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. He and Gronk, that sort of like welcome to the NFL thing. And I do think this was pretty cool. Brady was part of the NFL's initiative in a video memo basically they sent out to every team warning people not to gamble their career away literally literally um as we now have isaiah rogers with the colts you got the whole fracas with detroit they had to fire staffers jamison williams suspended six games and now there's rumors that there may be more players in college and the nfl gambling on football like that's bad news bears so if they're enlisting the goat actually to deliver the message you hope finally people will listen andy but i have a feeling this is going to be a lingering issue for a while to come yeah how, how can it, it not? not i mean you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight what do you think you get the horns right i mean it's it whether you're a teacher a parent when you have a black and white a, a line where you have decided bedtime is eight o'clock right bedtime mm -hmm. is eight o'clock you're in bed by eight o'clock every damn night okay you can stay up till eight fifteen this night well, then the next night they want to stay up till 8.15, right? You already broke, mm -hmm. like, when you had a rule and you set a precedent, it, yes. it was eat. Now you set a precedent. You've opened Pandora's box. What did you expect was going to happen when you allowed, was so what, 90 times, 30, you know, 2,700 players plus, you know, hundreds and hundreds of team employees, and you're just pumping ads for gambling, and everybody's got an app, and everybody's got a discount. Oh, you didn't think they were going to cross over and do some things that were in gray areas that they may or not may not be able to do, whether it's bet in the facility, bet on games, bet on different things like you reap what you sow when you're sowing this catastrophe if it turns into one. But, yeah, it's nice for Brady to do these things now that he's retired and has plenty of time on his hand. Just record a few videos here or there. Um, getting back to practice. So uh -huh. you referenced it earlier. There was a guy that I think most people would say stood out on the practice field. Um, he is in a red shirt. Nope. His name is not Mac Jones. He's not a quarterback. He's in a red shirt because he's recovering from injury. He wears mm -hmm. number 52. Uh, Marte Mapu. The Marte Mapu. Mapu. There was a lot of Mapu buzz uh, oh. on the Twitters and from the beat reporters that he was, quote, 
all over the place at practice today, showcasing his talents at linebacker and safety. Yes. Well, it was mostly at safety. Yeah. I didn't see much linebacker. Linebacker was the first day of OTAs. The last two days of OTAs, it's been primarily safety. Um, but I also think, and he can, you can take this, and he can take take this any way he wants. He's a tryhard, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure he plays at the uh, requested speed, quote unquote. I think he, uh, as my friend Paul Perillo says. He goes 100 miles an hour no matter what. And sometimes I think everybody else on the field is playing at 80%. And therefore, the guy with 100 miles an hour looks like he's going faster than everybody. But it's but it's OTAs. Now, you're going to love that kind of energy, effort, and attitude, the EEA principle of, yep. Andy Hart, of Coach Hart. But at the same time, this is the kind of stuff that gets you banged up way too early. Like, don't you have to know, like, veterans obviously know how to manage this, and they know when to turn on the gas and when the Sunday lights are on, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I know he needs to make an impression, but he's also a third-round draft pick, so there's a pretty damn good chance he's going to make the team. And the coaches are familiar with the fact that he hits like a hammer and runs like thunder. It's it's more about him. Like you say, he's got tryhardism written all over him. That's great. Love it. But isn't that possibly going to get him dinged up well before it's time? Dinged up and probably annoy some of his veteran teammates. But I've always said, I don't care what level it is. I'd much rather have to rein somebody in than try to light a fire under their ass. I think it's Mm -hmm. far easier to do. So he had a pick six today. He had another, should have been probably a pick six. It bounced off his chest. Uh, Bailey Zappi was getting very familiar with throwing him the football. Um, But he, he's athletic. We knew that he flies around. We know that we'll see what it looks like when everybody's going full speed and everybody has pads on and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause there was one play in particular, again, non-contact, not, but you have these plays, people get their fits, they're blocking fits and you put your hands on the guy. It might have been Raleigh Webb. I forget who it was, but he came up for like a, a lot of Raleigh three. Webb talk early in the podcast <laughs> all over the field. Um, and I, I barely knew who he was like three days ago. Uh, but Mar- Mapu came up and kind of shivered a veteran that was clearly like, what the, what are you doing? What like, are we what doing are we here, doing? guy? Come on. It's, it's like, guy. It's go. not even flag day. Let's hey, just Harry relax. Hardo, put it away and wait till we're actually playing football. This is shorts. This is t-shirts. This is June. But I will say, He's clearly going to get an opportunity to play right out the gate. Like he is giving, being given a lot of reps. You know, we talked a lot about Christian Gonzalez, who still is your left corner. He's lining up at left corner with, you know, opposite Jack Jones today, right? Well, yeah, people get all giddy about that. Ooh, Jack Jones. No Jonathan Jones out there. Who else are you going to put out there? I'll hang up and listen. My Miles Bright, Miles Bright. You serious about that? (laughs) No. But Jalen Mills has transitioned to safety. Jalen Mills they, also wasn't on the field, so he would have been an option. Wasn't on the oh, field. Okay. Um, so all these Jack Jones. How about, uh, hey, how about your guys, uh, your boys, Isaiah Speed and Isaiah Bolden? Yeah. So, so, that you, so, so, <laughs> so we're just going to. So you see my point? Like everybody was like, Jack Jones is opposite Christian Gonzalez. Who the F else was going to be out there? Nobody. Because we've decided Marcus Jones is, is an inside corner. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's, he's not going to be out there. Nope. And Jalen Mills wasn't out there. Jonathan, and so, therefore, Fitzy, there is a term I used about the offensive line a year ago. Do you remember what that term was? Uh, it was troubling. It was something about inconsistent, and you weren't happy with them. Well, more than that, early on, I called it a house of cards. Yes, you did. Uh, That's right. I think the cornerback position's a house of cards. Like, Ooh, there's upside. Wait a second. Hold there's on. There's definite Hold upside. On. You have upside with Christian Gonzalez. You have upside with Jack Jones. But we just showed on day one, 
if if Jonathan Jones is out, now you're forced to play Gonzalez, who's never played an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Jack Jones, who hasn't played a full NFL season. We should get into him, too, in his uh, retort to Burt Breer's comments about his uh, back. And forth. I appreciate no. the fact that he was trying um, to own his spot and defend his rep. Good for him. But, but they have no reliable depth at the cornerback position. It is a house of cards. If it all goes well, I think they could be really good. I, I do. I think they could be really good. But one injury or one guy who's not ready to be out on the field, no bueno. Mm. Now, we have heard a curious uh, absence, or rather have have curiously heard not much about uh, Marcus Jones at all so far leading up in the OTAs. Like, has he been out there? Is he doing anything? Is he just second year? He's just just waiting to turn on the Jets like he's not doing much of anything. He's just there. He's out there. Yeah, I mean, he was – he's not not getting reps from what I see with the sort of top rotational guys, the top group, anything like that. He's more – second field or second tiers twos mm-hmm. the whole thing um you know how i feel about it i'd like him to riverside it change his jersey color turn around and go on the other side of the ball especially yeah with i think yeah. limited options on that side of the ball as well um but yeah he's done not much to stand out to be honest with you uh one person who did stand out today and it wasn't just for his practice and play was Kendrick Bourne, Bourne Polly, the Bourne identity, born again, literally. That's an operative phrase that seems to be in play because he looks great. He's got a whole new attitude, or at least he brought back that same energy from two years ago. He was out there smiling and profiling. This video, courtesy of Tom E. Curran, uh, with a couple of answers to pertinent questions regarding uh, last year, the new offense, and how he's feeling about this year comes once again from at Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. We'll listen here. Here's about a minute's worth of Kendrick Bourne uh, first talking about what happened last year and how he's feeling about the season to come. Moving forward. Doing good. What are some of the things that you've seen that you've liked so far as a group? Um, just build, Bill's um, familiar, familiar. He's familiar with what he's doing, so it feels good. Can tell he knows what he's doing in, in all areas of the offense. Receiver, lineman, running back, he knows he knows offense a lot, so it feels good. Bill O'Brien? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how have your interactions with him been? Is he, is he tapping into some of the things that you know, maybe Josh was able to tap into in, in the 2021 uh, season? No, he's, he's doing well. He knows how to engage with all of us, I feel like. Um, he knows our traits right now, and he knows where to put us, so it's been good. Just We're still learning each other as a group, but he's doing well. You can tell he knows what he's doing. When you say that, we are going to inevitably say, well, does he mean that last year was, so that's what we're going to end up doing. Um, it just, it just feels good. Change is good. So it's something we needed. I feel like it's good. It feels good so far. So yeah, if that's what it's going to be. Then it's better so far. I mean, how, how nice is it to have last year in the past and to start fresh this year? Yeah. New year, new me, new us, new everything. So that's, that's what we're focused on, you know, and then that's always the goal every year is to move forward and, be better. Kendra, I could be wrong about this, but you look bigger, thicker this year. Is that something you worked on? Is <laughs> that <laughs> something you worked on this offseason? Uh, yeah, why? yeah. Uh, just just being fit, you know, just being in shape um, in ways that I've never been before. So uh, just taking care of my body, eating well, you know, doing everything that I need to do um, just to be prepared to play better. Like we are talking about last year. Um, it was very disappointed in myself um, and my my play and everything, how the year went. So just giving myself the best opportunity to do the best I can for the team. 
So wants to give himself the best opportunity he can to help the team. Looks all looks like he put on about like 15 pounds of muscle mass. Like he looked pretty significantly larger there as well. But the, the for me, the main takeaway there, Andy, is the fact that he was smiling his entire way through. Fresh start, feels good. Everyone's in the right place. Like he can't come out and say like, wow, what an absolute trash fire last season was. And it made me sad. And I felt like, quitting football or at least getting traded. And now I'm here and I got a brand new chance once again to play football that uh, in a spot I loved two years ago. Like I speak Kendrick Bourne. I'm pretty sure I got what he said. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he wanted everybody to get what he said. In fact, Tom Curran mm-hmm. gave him the a possibility of like maybe backing down and not, not, you know, we're going to do issue. this. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, the reality is he's okay with that. He wants that. How many times did he say he knows what he's doing? He's knowledgeable. He knows what he's doing. He's knowledgeable. Oh, so, uh, Tell me you don't believe that Matt Patricia knew what he was doing and was knowledgeable without telling me you don't believe Matt Patricia didn't know what he was doing. Like, he could not have been more clear. And his energy was obvious. This came post-practice, this interview. His energy was obvious on the field. Now, we all know those all those veteran guys weren't out there the other day. He was flying around the field. I do think there's a chance he's their best receiver. I, I'm dubious of Juju Smith-Schuster based on his – I think he's their best I receiver. Like I like it. Um, he makes plays and I'll give you a little other nugget. Um, he, I want to be careful to not totally break their rules of what we're allowed to report. Um, but those people, not you people, those people who think that Kendrick Bourne is a playmaker and Kendrick Bourne should be used more like Debo Samuel and some of those aspects, I think you will like what you see if what I'm seeing on the practice field is an indication. He is doing a lot of um, centerpiece of the offense type moving around. Stop, stop right now. Stop right tell now. Me. Just tell It me. is too early. I don't have a proper beverage in hand. There's no, there's no darts in the house to light up. Right. Are you, st- this is what we have been wanting to see. And that's probably about the most you can say. And yeah, I don't no, want to get in trouble. I'll get I, yelled at by yeah, Stacey James. I was going to say, there's a me, texter. Did you not read the back of the roster? Look at this. You see what all those are? Those are all the rules uh, about what we can't report and what we're allowed to talk about and all that. So I don't want to break rules, but it looks like Bill O'Brien likes him some Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> Jordan Watson, one of my favorites, watching live on Facebook. Matt Patricia is to the Patriots as road construction on the Bourne Bridge is to locals. Ah, it's a pretty apt comp as well. There's like even and the before, bridge, like Matt Patricia, used to, used to be good. It was accomplished at one point. Now it's just kind of a hassle. Past its lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Look at that. See, uh, we could have a born bridge to a competent offense as well with 84 right now, who's jacked up, juiced, and ready to go. I wanted that so badly last year. We must have gotten so much play on the pod, on the radio, wherever else, the socials and beyond when Kendrick Bourne went on some other rando dude's podcast and said that he kind of wanted to be used like Debo Samuel and wanted to get the ball in the backfield anywhere he possibly could to do things. I'm telling you, Andy, there is a chance. It's not a huge chance. It's not even a great chance, but I'm telling you, there's a chance that maybe just maybe this offense may be a little more creative, a little more difficult to decipher and unpredictable than people are predicting the trickeration could be on. It's actually going to move the ball forward. They might even damn it. They might even score this year on purpose. Well, I mean, they do have a professional offensive coach running the show out there. You know what the funny thing is? What's that? I haven't heard much from Bill O'Brien. 
Good. I love that. He doesn't want to be heard from. He's doing his he work where he doesn't to need to be heard. You know who needs to yell and swear? Me. Okay, maybe you. Red Sox fans. I mean, uh, yeah. Celtics fans, Bruins people fans. In tra- people in traffic on the way to the Cape. Okay, so there's lots of people that need to yell and swear. But my point is, if you're really confident in your knowledge and your ability to do your job, yeah. you don't need to be yelling and screaming. You know who I almost never hear yelling and screaming? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick walks up to a player. We see from afar, he's doing this, he's pointing me. And then the player does whatever the hell he's asked because the coach knows what he's doing. He just asked me to do it. I think Bill O'Brien is far closer to that than the Joe Judges of the world who have to scream and yell and drop F-bombs, I think, because they're insecure in their own ability to coach and their own knowledge. And they're trying to, you know, how they tell you if a bear attacks you, you're supposed to look big. You're supposed to make yourself look really, really big. I don't have to look big if I am big. Right. If you all Correct. are already big, you don't need to try to look big. The bear doesn't need to try to look big. The bear's a big old badass. You were talking earlier about a Marte Mapu suffering from an intense case of hard hit syndrome and try harditis on the field. Yeah. And that may be his very nature. He just may wake up every day and grab a hot glass of Julius Peppers and choose violence. That's fine. But oh my God, how every fan, every media member, every listener to the station, viewer of the Patriots and beyond. Had, an, had a friggin' popsicle headache last year. Listening to those five-minute word salads from Joe Jazz and Flat Patricia last year, whenever they'd ask him a question, like, hey, how's your communication going with Mac? And he would just literally do a, like a three-and-a-half-minute filibuster, which would just, we, like, you're just like, okay, got it. All right, stop. Like, have you ever been at a presser since you've gone to so many of these at the stadium? I bet people would love to know this. Um have you ever been there where someone has been like, "Hey, uh, that's enough answer. Like that, I that that's enough. I'm good." No, but every some people will well, like, like cough or like <clears throat> just like <laughs> try to interject and like kind of cut him off at the pass and get a new question in, or try to focus the answer into what I actually asked and not this babbling word salad, as yeah. you said. Um, I just looked something up. So last year, Kendrick Bourne had 35 catches for 434 yards and one touchdown. Hammer, bang, do whatever it is, the over on his stats all day long. All day long. All right. We're going to play a little game on Sunday. Let's tease it out right now. Sunday, when we're on WEI from 10A to 2P, we're going to do a huge, big, fat, or we might even do a full hour of Patriots 2023 over-unders. I just saw recently on Underdog, where I love doing the uh, the over-under props, Mac Jones, 3,500 yards this season. Um, I would take the over. Take it. I don't take I don't it feel all day. About, I don't feel as good about that as Kendrick Bourne. I'll take the over on anything you give me for Kendrick Bourne. I think Kendrick Bourne's gonna have a really good year. Daniel Fatfingers, who's watching live on YouTube, he says, Hey, Billy O yells, dude, to which I reply, and I'm sure you would say the same, when it's called for, when it's time, when it's appropriate, but he doesn't just for the sheer sake of it. I have heard Joe Judge yell probably at least eight total minutes in each of the three OTA sessions. Oh my God. He's like a Harbaugh, like a, a, Do- a Doberman in a car with the windows rolled up in the summer. Just well, rawr, that's rawr, disrespectful rawr, rawr. to Harbaugh though. Cause at least Harbaugh has done something in his life. Wow. I, I, just, I don't, I don't fired and might I say warranted. And I'm going to one more time defend my guy Cam Accord because somebody said, how the F is Joe Judge and Cam Accord still on this team? Well, Cam Accord is barely on this team. He's like a glorified ball boy. He's still listed as a special teams coordinator. Couldn't he be up there with Matt Walsh and Dorito Dink collecting a check on some nice island? 
No, I think he's making a nice check right now as long as those keep coming in. I just I feel bad for him. He's been like emasculated. He's he's a again a borderline ball boy. He goes and picks up like the pennies to give to players and he he just he it almost feels like he's the third special teams coach behind Judge and Troy Brown cuz Judge runs the show, Troy Brown's with the returners and then Cam Accord's like, "Yeah, I'm still here and it says I'm the special teams coordinator, but I don't I don't really feel like the special teams coordinator cuz no one really tells me to do anything or listens to me when I say stuff. I feel bad for him even though he hasn't done a good job. I can admit that. Yes. Well, it's nice to know that you still, after all these years of radio, opinionating, blogging and beyond, and of course your youth coaching that you actually still have feelings and that empathy, you are capable, you you are capable of empathy, not much, but just enough at times to feel bad for a man who's making a ton of money, not to do very much of what he used to do for the football team that we all watch and root for. Thank you guys for tuning in today to six rings and football things live on the socials. And of course, filling up your feed i appreciate you guys giving it a follow at six rings pod rate review subscribe and share wherever you get a chance whether it's Podbean, spotify probably apple pods the odyssey app and everywhere else 